and welcome to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. I'm Benjamin Klon. Zachary Reinhardt. Ali Gonzalez. Alex Sahori. Seth Zundel. We're coming to you from the studios at The Fledge in Lansing, Michigan. As we tape this, it is Sunday, June 23rd, and thanks for joining us this week. Please make sure you subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get podcasts. Find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution and on Twitter at SOTRPod. You can also help support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. So just this last Wednesday, um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer said that it appears uh, pretty much inevitable that uh, Attorney General Dana Nessel is going to move to shut down the Enbridge Line 5 oil and gas pipeline that goes through the Straits of uh, Mackinac. Uh, She said that um, she had entered negotiations with Enbridge to agree on a firm date when, quote, when we could know that the line was going to be out of the water. However, uh, Enbridge could not or would not have that conversation she said and i found out through the media that they were suing me to enforce the agreement that they had with the former governor rick snyder's administration um the agreement backed by legislation rushed through the legislature during the december lame duck session said enbridge would pay to to dig a tunnel into bedrock beneath the straits A replacement pipeline would be encased inside the tunnel, protecting it from threats such as anchor strikes and uh, preventing the mixing of oil and the Great Lakes water if a leak should occur. I fail to see exactly how it's more environmentally safe for them to dig under the bedrock. It's not. And okay, <laughs> so I didn't know. I had no one had said that in an article yet that this was um, safer at all. We all know that pipelines are bound to fail yeah, at one point and another. And it was it was sheer yeah, and it was sheer luck that the anchor that struck it. What was it like April? Mm-hmm. Like it was sheer luck that that didn't actually break it open. But it's only a matter of time before it does. Right. So there really is. A, I mean, kudos to Gretchen Whitmer for doing this. I know she's come under fire recently for what's been happening in Benton Harbor with their high school. But I think that this is really good that she's like, no, we're not asking you guys to change the pipeline. We're asking you guys to shut it down, which is, you know. She- well, is, is that what she's doing? Because, I mean, she's, she's trying to negotiate with them. Well, uh, I mean, she was kind of trying to negotiate with them. But, I mean, then she found out that Enbridge was uh, suing her yeah. uh, behind her back without telling her. So that probably didn't help in negotiations at all. Um so, I mean, we'll see where negotiations go now. I mean, honestly, for any new, um, I mean, it's either a lawsuit or any new construction will require a signature from Whitmer. So, I mean, this is in her, her hands. Like, she does have the power here and authority. So, I mean, it's not really much negotiating that can be done in, in, in uh, I mean, unless they can fight it in the courts, which, good luck fighting the state of Michigan. I think we need to have the discussion. Is it okay for a Democratic governor in 2019 going into 2020 even negotiating a pipeline being built in our Great Lakes? Yeah. You know, this is the largest freshwater source in this country, Mm -hmm. and uh, we need to protect it, especially with uh, climate change and everything that's going on. There's going to be war over wars. That's, like, probably going to happen. Yeah, you have uh, India's sixth largest city that just ran out of water so i mean obviously water is going to be scarce going into the future and we need to make sure we can protect it mm-hmm. yeah we already have nestle like you know doing all that it can to keep exploiting our resources those resources belong to us 
So I yeah. think that it is. Yeah, I think that it's very it they, they pay like $200 to extract like millions of yeah. gallons mm-hmm. of yeah. water. But, you know, they're protecting the watershed in Muskegon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny that uh, in their like, court filing, uh, Enbridge said that uh, they're disappointed that... Uh, Michigan isn't following through on its December 2018 promises. Like, uh, nigga, which 2018 is, was a different time. Right. Well, like, it, that was a whole, that was, that was different. The, <laughs> You're the looking in the past. Is, is like, you know, Enbridge had a 50-year agreement for this pipeline, and we're well, well uh-huh. past that 50-year mark. So they yeah, want to talk about what, breaking agreements. We can talk about that, but let's go back a little bit further. Yeah, we're we're at like fifty six, fifty seven years now, right? Yeah. No, no, it was plus. Six, sixty plus. Yeah, because it was made in fifty six. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay so yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Sixty three years. Yeah. Thank you. Because I would first words that. in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also think it's really stupid that um, the governor of Ohio is now also condemning Gretchen Whitmer for um, basically her, like, turning her back on this Enbridge agreement and yada yada because it's going to affect union workers in both Ohio and in Michigan. Um, Like a thousand, I guess, workers. (laughs) So he's, like, criticizing her for... Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking out for the millions of people that live here. So Mm -hmm. fuck that governor. Yeah, but yeah. F- I mean, fuck him for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Like this is these are the people you care about, but when women wanted abortion, I'm gonna say this is just to one us. more reason to just absolutely hate Ohio. If we just mm-hmm. resection it up, we can take back Toledo <laughs> and a little bit more Sandusky. I would love Cedar Point, and then we can give the rest to like Pennsylvania, maybe Kentucky. We could just get rid of <laughs> Ohio. That gets rid of the problem. Kentucky. Don't don't say that. <laughs> just right, right over the river. Wow. <laughs> it's just easy. It's just easier to do it that way. But. You're going to give Mitch McConnell a bigger mandate? <laughs> <laughs> How much is Indiana going to get? Indiana is perfect the way that it is. Oh, we're still divvying up Ohio. <laughs> I'm trying to see Ohio like in my head. And I feel like there wouldn't be that much. If Kentucky did take some of Ohio and Michigan took back Toledo and a little bit more south, there wouldn't be much need for Indiana to come in. Yeah, sorry, Indiana. You could eat, you can uh, turn Kentucky into like a square, right? Just give it what, a little chunk of Ohio, right? No, that might work. Someone give me a map. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the great bargain. We'll be like, hey, Mitch McConnell, we'll give you a piece of Ohio if you just resign immediately. <laughs> I'm just not not over the Toledo War still, so I, <laughs> I'm I'm ready. I'm the, ready. The wounds are still raw. <laughs> I think if they did shut down Line 5, this would carry through to, like, I mean, this would be, like, something they could definitely run on that they promised that they would do, that they could be like, we promised it, we did it, boom, sealed. Like, so, I mean, it'd be very politically advantageous for them to shut this down. Yeah. It seems like a fucking no-brainer to me. Yeah. Someone I mean, had, someone had like, uh, likened having discussions on pipelines in 2019 to people like breeding horses for carriages at the dawn of the automobile, but it's like very just like outdated and we just need to start like re-examining our energy needs. It, it's just as simple as that. Like they're trying to do in Oregon. They're re-examining what energy in Oregon is going to be. I uh, agree uh, completely. Like, we need to stop thinking about, you know, uh, getting fossil fuels out of the ground and start really thinking about, you know, um, how uh, we're going to redo energy. And uh, if Michigan 
is on the forefront of that. That is economically advantageous. Mm -hmm. And I don't see what I think it's an easy political win if you're the governor who's going to be like, I'm shutting down these uh, oil pipelines and I'm going to start, uh, you know, investing in clean energy and getting all that stuff done. Right. And I, I think it's such such a lazy and easy crutch for politicians to say, well, you know, we're going to be losing all these union jobs. Well, we don't have to. We can put them to work, you know, building green infrastructure. They don't need to be building fucking oil pipelines. No, they're pipe fitters. I mean, put them to work in Flint, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Right. I mean, come I mean on. shit, yeah. And all across Michigan, really. I mean, Flint is Flint is just one of many cities that's going to be having this problem. They found they found lead in Grand River uh, Elementary School here in Lansing. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's is... not it's not a school that's in use anymore, but it is the WIC office, and it does have daycare inside of it. So we're talking about the most vulnerable, like, group of children that you can, which are children under the age of five. So, yeah, there's there are plenty of jobs that these people could be given. And I think that we, especially in Michigan, like, I don't know if you guys have driven around, like, the rural areas, like, outside of Lansing. Like, I was driving in uh, Mason mm -hmm. the other day. Our corn is just not growing. There's not enough sunlight, and there's too much water. All of our crops are failing because of that. And we, it's it's real. This is a real problem. We It's going to get worse every year. We're going to see corn come in to our markets and our farmers' markets later and later, our cherries, our grapes. It's just, that's the reality of the fact. We have to find a better way to get our energy. This is not fucking working for Michigan. No, man, it's not going to be working for anyone. Most of the people <laughs> on this goddamn planet. <laughs> Well, um, it's funny you mentioned Oregon a minute ago, because uh, some some weird shit's happening in Oregon right now. Um, the uh, the Democratic administration and the democratically held legislature, state legislature in Oregon, was trying to pass a cap and trade bill to cut down on carbon emissions, uh, but the the only Republican senators, I think there are uh, 11 of them, mm -hmm. 11 yes. state senators or Repu Republicans, uh, they decided instead to fuck off to Idaho to deny the legislature quorum so they couldn't vote on the bill. And uh, now they've got uh, militias protecting them and making threats against the government. Uh, they just had to shut down uh, the legislature uh, yesterday mm -hmm. um, because of threats that were coming from right-wing militias. So this is real fucking interesting. <laughs> I'm not surprised, though, when you consider Oregon and you consider the history of, like, right-wing or right-leaning groups there. Like, that area, the Pacific Northwest, was just, I mean, it was the best place for white supremacy to flourish mm -hmm. and specifically, like, white militant. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that this is happening. It does, it does kind of surprise me that... These Republican lawmakers are saying that they are speaking on behalf of their constituents and not betraying their constituents by not showing up to work. They're like, no, our constituents would want us to flee to Montana and Idaho. Like, that's what they want us to do. I don't think that that's the case when, like I just said, when if crops are failing here in Michigan, I know for a fact in rainy-ass fucking Pacific Northwest America, they're failing there as well. There's no way that farmers would be like, yeah, let's just keep ruining the earth. And I want you guys to not vote on these like pressing issues that are going to help us with our agriculture. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense to me. They have the state police going after him. So I'm just yeah. curious with how the fuck, like, you know, like this is like that, like, um, it's like that meme with the button choice, you know, cause like, it's like blue lives <laughs> matter versus Republicans. Cause like, it's literally the police going after them and like you're, you're having militias threaten police. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, 
Blue Lives Matter until what? Until you guys get to shoot them? Like, what, what is this? What is this nonsense? And like, you know, the the, the so-called party of law and order uh, is definitely just straight up breaking the law right now. Yeah, uh, one of the uh, one of the Oregon State Senators, Brian Boquist. Uh, had this to say. Okay, so sending the threat out, like, oh, we're going to have a special session or I'm going to send the state police to arrest you. Well, I'm quotable, so here's the quote. This is what I told the superintendent. Send bachelors and come heavily armed. I'm not going to be a political prisoner in the state of Oregon. It's just that simple. Yeah, how are any, like, Republicans standing by while a literal Republican elected official is saying flat out, uh, we're yeah. gonna shoot you, the fucking cops. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna shoot fucking cops. Like, and no one's talking about this. Imagine Usually this is the stuff we. Get I hate this for. game, but imagine if a Democrat <laughs> said this. We get taken off of Twitter for even just joking about it, like right. making vague jokes about it. And he's like, "Yeah, you want me to quote something? I'll quote it. I'll kill the cops." Like, I don't. It's like the. I'm pretty sure that Republican lawmakers also put it on the books that they wanted to prosecute killing cops in Oregon as like a death penalty uh-huh. worthy offense. So, like, are you? Really Really willing to die on this hill? It literally die because you killed a cop, <laughs> or to even just talk about it? Yeah, and I love how he's like talking about how like I'm not going to be a political prisoner in the state of Oregon, which like, is so offensive. Get the fuck out! You are supposed to do your job. You're in contempt of the legislature. Like, Get now, the fuck out! Did he really think that like he was never going to be the minority when he ran as, as a Republican in Oregon? Did he really think that he was like, I'm going to make change that we want to see? That was never going to fu- run for mayor of whatever, like, Republican town if you wanted to actually affect, like, sm- small-level change. You're not going to do it. Now, he's going to jail. I'm sorry. That that man is going to absolutely go to jail. I feel like you I can't make those remarks. You can't make those remarks and get the fuck away with it. You just can't. Part of me wonders... Uh, how many of these Republican state senators actually want to be fleeing? Uh, how many of them have their, uh, their oil and gas donors, like, basically taking them hostage? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. I, I think you're way. giving them too much grace, Ben. Well, I, I probably mean, am. <laughs> in some sense, like, I mean, they're probably willing participants here. I, I don't think they're actually being taken against I don't that. think so. But, I was just, but the I was fact that they're funny. willing to go to these, to these extremes over this is kind of frightening. Like, it's... <laughs> there's so much i mean it it kind of highlights like we're gonna have a bigger challenge when we try to do this nationally when it's, we try to take on the oil and gas and fossil fuel industry mm-hmm. they're not gonna just stop willingly like it's gonna be like if they're if, if they're willing to do this over like a cap and trade which is a very like moderate like approach that was like you know like i, I can't remember uh what uh there was a republican lindsey i think it was lindsey graham or something like that back in like 2009 or something that was like backing the cap and trade this is like a very like like pretty moderate proposal and the fact that they're willing to go this far for that like they the green new deal is going to just make them completely irate i guess like i don't know maybe all of the republicans will flee to mexico after they try to climb their wall that they try to build (laughs) (laughs) you know it is it is pretty terrifying you know that we have these like uh armed uh groups you know uh going out and trying to uh enforce uh republican um dominance in our political system but it is also kind of funny Uh, are you guys aware a little bit of like uh these militia groups and like what they're all about like uh especially specifically uh the ones in oregon uh, are the oath keepers and the three percenters (laughs) 
What? So no. Yeah. no. So the, go on, well, weren't they weren't they involved in like taking that ranch hostage? Yeah, that was the there, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So these okay, but let, let me let me let me tell you about the, their ideology a little bit. So let's let's do a little deep dive yeah, on these it. oath keepers and these um uh three percenters. So the oath keepers now this is pretty funny. Don't get don't get me started, but their their whole thing is they're up they're upholding the constitution. They're they're upholding the oath that all military and police have to, you know, swear and uphold the constitution, right? These guys are all about that and right now they're on an armed standoff with like state police. The literal <laughs> The literal police. <laughs> This is why, like, you cannot, like, I, the idea that you can, like, somehow shame Republicans with the idea of hypocrisy is just completely stupid. Because, like, they, they, like, they know, they don't know, they don't understand Because it. Democrats are, like, evil lizard people. And, like, that's what we're dealing with is that, that they believe this shit. Yeah, like, like, it's just, unbelievable. So they eat babies and they run uh, underground sex trafficking rings in the basement of pizza shops in Washington, so, D.C. <laughs> so, I didn't believe that that was real. That shop doesn't even have a basement, apparently. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> I'm, pretty okay. sure, I'm pretty sure that pizza place is called... Uh, Comet, Comet Pizza. Ping, Comet or, Ping Pong. No, com it, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, the, the Oath Keepers, that's funny, all right? But the Three Percenters is, like, 100% hilarious cosplay because their whole thing is all about how it was only 3% of the population that took up arms against the royal crown of Great Britain. <laughs> and, like, that's their whole thing. We only need 3% of us, and then we're going to take over the government. <laughs> Wait, so one of, if I understand correctly, one of these militias is all about upholding the Constitution. The other militia is all about overthrowing the government. The federal government. The federal government <laughs> well it's like the principle right it's like we only need three percent to you know make sure things go the right way and that's like just it's it's a larp complete larp <laughs> like are you serious you're talking about like you know uh um, uh, seventeen or no, eighteenth century battle strategies. Like, <laughs> right, like that Muskets, is not yeah, like that Muskets. is not going. To, and you're talking about like an occupying force thousands of miles away against like, um, uh, colon the the colonies inhabitants. Didn't want to say natives there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's completely ridiculous to try and make like any kind of comparison, and that's like. That is the level of thought that these people are putting into their everyday actions, and they're arming themselves to the teeth. You so there's there's a terrifying bit back in the, after we've laughed a bit. <laughs> can, can you imagine if, like, you know, like, in some Republican state, like, I don't know, Alabama or Texas or something like that, or some super Republican state, they're trying to implement some, like, super like right-wing draconian law about like race and like black lives matter like said like a bunch of like you know democrats fled the state like I don't, you know you're talking about doing this earlier and like a bunch of like black lives matter groups joined them and said we're going to shoot the cops Can you imagine the outrage that would happen every single one of these groups should be added to terror watch list terror well watch i mean list. you've like, seen you've down. seen things like that happen what was it the the move um, the move bombing, bombing in, in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we know what happens yeah. when people of color or left-leaning people Ferguson. do this. Like, yeah. Like, are you, like they Ferguson. brought the National Guard The Oath Keepers were at Ferguson, too. 
For what? Not, not the Oregon Oath Keepers. Oh, okay. They're, they're like a, they're they're like a, a national, national thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Same as the three percent in every state. Yeah. 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 See, I, there's, there's very little that I know about uh like these sorts of militias short of like the michigan militia which is like very like very well known they're because the of ogs its, yeah, yeah that's where timothy mcveigh came from yeah yeah i mean if you go to like like that's why i don't like going to like Tawas or like places like that it's just like okay like i know you fuckers sleep with guns under your pillows and like yeah. you're looking you're looking for anything that where you can just run off at the off the trigger i guess technically yeah and yeah so it's you get that uh you get that privilege to an extent because when they had taken what was it the Bundy Ranch is that what it was called Yeah Yeah <laughs> I mean someone someone did die mm-hmm. but oh, yeah, they gave right. them ample time <laughs> I I can't remember how long that that had gone on for they yeah. gave them every single chance that they could have given these people to like vacate I mean, by their logic, they weren't, you know, uh, listening to the officer, so he got what was coming. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, (laughs) it's like that meme with the button. (laughs) Do I shame the police or do I shame those weird-ass fucking, like, anti-federal government nut jobs? I don't know who I cheer for in this instance. And fuck them for putting us in that position. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's really stupid. I... Honestly, I think that the Democrats in Oregon are responding about as well as they can, where they're just like, well, you know, they're not doing their job, they're not meeting us halfway, so when they come back, there will be no further negotiations, they're just, they're going to come back and they're going to lose, basically. They're like, no, we're not going to fucking negotiate with terrorists. Well, yeah, the Oregon uh, GOP uh, on their Twitter account uh, put out, heavily uh, armed militia lays siege to Oregon's capital as Senate democrats cower in fear what this is literal like yeah you mean you mean the the democrats who can't bring weapons into their workplace and so they are literally defenseless against these people who are ready to risk it all for the fossil fuel industry and these these motherfuckers these motherfuckers are fleeing to another state but the democrats are cowering in fear right they really think that this is a power move but all it is is sore losers this is all that it is they're going to lose and so they've left yeah it's a small dick move yeah, it's small dick energy. <laughs> small clit energy if there's any women on there as well. I'm not I'm sure. sure there are some, yeah, gas, I'm not sure. Gaslit My, you know, if if they were actual political, this is this is what bothers me. If they were actual like political prisoners or whatever it is that the terminology that they were using, okay, the state police would be going to their homes to get their wives and children and holding them hostage in a prison. That's what actual political prisoners endure. They would have taken their fucking kids they would have sent a fucking toe in the mail or fingernails in the mail okay so it's so offensive for them to use that because they lost lose mm-hmm. just lose with dignity it's just it's uh i'm i'm infuriated by all of this it's it's just peak white male bullshit yeah i mean well before we were taping alex was telling us about uh the negotiations that led up to them well, yeah, yeah. So apparently, the uh, Republicans, uh, do basically doing the uh, Republican playbook, all the, going back all the way uh, to um, Obamacare. Uh, o- Obama was especially conciliato- conciliatory towards uh, the Republicans back then. Same with the Democratic governor in this situation. Democratic governor uh, 
like you know went into negotiations with the republicans and as you guys said before this is a moderate bill this is not you know something that's totally radical this is something that a few states have uh, signed up for uh including california mm-hmm. so um you know i do think that uh the Republicans are, um, you know, being a little obnoxious, you know, especially because all this, uh, uh, all of the, excuse me, all of the, uh, suggestions, uh, for the legislation were, um, Jesus, I'm just having like burps. (laughs) (laughs) You did come in here and smash like an entire meal. All right, yeah. So the Republicans are being ridiculous because all of their suggestions for this legislation were poison pills, basically. Yeah. You know, a lot, kind of the same stuff they did um, during uh, the Obamacare negotiations. And when, you know, uh, push came to shove, you know, the Democrats had a supermajority and they weren't going to allow any of those uh, poison pills in the legislation. So now uh, the Republicans are throwing a hiss of it. Now, I will say, though, this is a, a very common maneuver. It happens in a lot of states. Um, a lot most most uh like it happens in a lot of states even democrats use this um strategy a lot i believe the democrats should have used uh this strategy of not allowing quorum uh in the um in the kavanaugh hearings so i i do think that it does have a place it can but uh the the republicans are just being um total uh losers right now (laughs) yeah so (laughs) sore losers yeah. So moving on to our next story, uh, Congresswoman uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh, she came under a lot of criticism last week uh, when she, you know, referred to uh, Trump's uh, detention centers as you know concentration camps, which they are. They are. Go off, Queen. <laughs> and a lot of people got really mad about it. Like Liz Cheney. Liz fucking. Cheney. I don't want to talk about Liz Cheney. <laughs> I haven't drank nearly enough to talk about Liz Cheney or Meghan McCain, so... The fact that they have the gall to talk about, yeah. Yeah. The fact that she had the fucking gall to use the word exterminate in her call-out was just, like, appalling. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, um, I don't think uh, Liz Cheney is the one where you're going to get, you know, very... um, in touch you know uh sensitive takes i don't think you're gonna get very many of those from liz cheney the cheneys aren't known for that no never would have known i they're known for being um just completely vile human beings she like threw her sister on her bus for being gay yeah (laughs) like yeah shut the fuck up (laughs) and uh her dad by by our rankings here on the show is the united states number two war criminal yeah yeah it's true that's true that's a fact i'm guessing behind kissinger right no actually it was uh dulles Dulles, Dulles. Dulles. oh dulles yeah uh, yeah i agree Yeah, I uh, I, th- I thought I saw like there was just so many so many takes on this, and uh, I think one of my favorites was um, from uh, Chris Hayes, who I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, you know, this is a very serious issue, but yeah, maybe maybe there is something to not using like the word like concentration camps, and like he like kind of like was like alluding to uh, uh, the God- Godwin's law. Yeah, yeah, uh, Godwin's and, law. Uh, and then Godwin like replied, and he's like, no. No, this is we should yeah. be using it. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally Godwin fact checked him. The dude who like coined the law. 
Yeah, I think that it's like really, really ridiculous. Americans are like really weird. The, the American culture is like very weird because we're always like, we don't want history to repeat itself, but we also don't allow for people to call out when we're doing things that are kind of like repetitive of like very violent and hard moments in history. So this is obviously like one of those times. Um, it's all, it's all just pedantic. Like a hundred percent because it was like, Oh, like, you know, they're concentration camps. And it's like, Oh no, these aren't concentration camps. Like, would you call it your blink or Auschwitz? Like, you know, those are extermination camps. And then it was like, it all became a fight about terminology and not, and you just lost focus of the topic at hand. And I feel like that's a hundred percent intentional. And it became like, you know, I thought that it was, there were benefits of this. People like George Takei had, um, came out and was like, is it Takei or Takai? I can't remember. It's Takei. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So he was like, no, like these are concentration camps. I was in an internment camp. That was a concentration camp. And people are really, they keep digging and digging and digging, like picking this like piece by piece and like letter by letter. Like, no, this is not the same. You would be really offended if we did this. And it's like, look at what it comes down to is the United States is exhibiting behaviors of 1930s Germany. There's dehumanizing propaganda. There are forced uh, detentions of families. The only thing that it's missing, the literal only key element that it's missing is forced labor within the camps that's it that's not true no there is forced labor in the camps okay well see i didn't know that so enlighten me i mean it's so eerie down to separating the kids from their parents yeah i don't which they also that's one that's a moral yeah right line that's just really atrocious no there was there was there was there's a case there there's a case in federal court and the judge granted it merit i think is the last i've heard of it I so I think it's going through. It, there, there, there has been forced labor at these ice camps. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then there's literally, <laughs> there's literally nothing else you can say. These are concentration camps, and people are dying in them. Children away from their parents, four months old, four month olds being taken away from their parents. Right. And then denied basic sanitary needs. I can't imagine. I can't imagine being like a young girl of like 12, 13, 14 and getting your period there and being denied, being denied like your basic right to, to sanitary napkins like they do in prisons. Mm-hmm. They're treating these children like prisoners. In court, the federal government is like arguing that they don't need like blankets and toothbrushes toothpaste, yeah. and, and, and toothpaste and soap. Like it's totally disgusting what's going do- going on at the border. And fuckers like Chuck Todd saying that uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the one distracting from the issues is uh, is so it's just in such bad it's faith. It's the pot calling just... the kettle black though because you're the one who's changing the issue. You know what I mean? Right. You're changing the we topic. Shouldn't, we shouldn't even be having the debate over whether or not they're concentration. Just Google the fucking definition it's of concentration the, it's the camp. Definition. Yeah. Like literally, literally, a place where large numbers of people, especially political prisoners or members of persecuted minorities, are deliberately imprisoned in a relatively small area with inadequate facilities. That's I, what's happening right now. Yeah. And I, you know, when, when going back to what you had said, how they're arguing it in court about how, like, these children don't have these needs, I 100% think that that's intentional to make these children sick. It's only a matter of time before these children start to suffer from gum diseases, tooth diseases. It's only a matter of time before these children continue to get sicker and sicker, yeast infections, UTIs, because they aren't, they aren't able to actually, like, adequately wash themselves 
it's only a matter of time before these kids get super, super sick. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to do what they have been doing with the previous deaths and saying, well, it was just too late. These kids are already too far gone for us to save them with the resources that we had. It's so, it's intentional. Yeah, what, and many what? of the, many of these kids who are like uh, being forcefully taken from their parents are actually literally being sold to uh, the adoption agencies adoption that have ties agencies to the DeVosses, right? That mm -hmm. have ties to the DeVosses. These adoption agencies. It's all. I've been it's saying a racket. this. It's I've been racket. saying Disgusting. this. Yeah, I've been saying this for like over a year now, and people keep telling me that it's a conspiracy theory that I'm peddling. But that is a conspiracy. But, That's the definition of one too. But it's they're true. doing it behind they're closed do, doors. They're doing it in the American, the American word. It's this, which is the same as concentration camps. We've mm -hmm. we've conflated concentration camps with termination camps and death camps. Whatever. The fact of the matter is. I've been saying for the longest it's all been a ploy so that the adoption agencies could come in and take these children. It happened in Africa, and now it's happening here, and it's just easy. And the DeVosses are getting a cut out of this because of the Christian agencies that they basically have monopolized on in the United States. Yeah. Was it was it Ben Shapiro recently said something about uh, adoption being too difficult in the United States because adoption agencies have to uh, you know adopt to gay couples and lesbian couples and the like. Isn't that right? Oh, is it because they, uh, they shut down because there was yeah. uh, adoption agencies that were shut down that were denying? Yeah, so Ben Shapiro was saying, so that it, you see that jujitsu he's doing, right? Like he's saying it's too hard for adoption agencies because they have to be, ha they have to like not, you know, uh, deny a gay couple a kid because they would rather give it to a, uh, you know, um, more traditional nuclear family. You know what we could do is we could stop using kids as pawns. For political gain and for political, what, clout? Oh, they were shut down because of the gays. It's the gays' fault that kids are in. No, it's not. It's the fact that adoption takes not only years, but tons of money for people to get. There are tons of people out there who would love to be able to adopt. There are tons of people out there who foster who would love to adopt children, and they're just unable to do that because of resources and money. So Ben Shapiro can go fuck a cactus, okay? And that's that's all I have to say about Ben Shapiro anytime. <laughs> he can fuck a cactus. I literally... He provides nothing. No, that I was. Society. His, his he voice is so fucking annoying. I know. I just just literally to nothing. Even to when you guys say his quotes, I imagine his voice. But I wouldn't get too mad at Ben because he can tell he's miserable in his eyes. At least I can. He's got dead eyes. <laughs> the idea that like small ben dick energy. The idea that like Ben Shapiro and his wife might like tragically like you know die or something, and like maybe one of the up. circumstances they have to get adopted. Uh, Their children have to end up getting adopted, and that Ben Shapiro would be. Like, like Vicente Fernandez, who's a famous Mexican musician in Mexico, who is dying because he won't take an organ transplant because the organ came from a homosexual person. The idea that he would die and Ben Shapiro would rather his kids get siphoned through the foster system because gays might take his kids and love them, it blows my mind. You can't be a good parent or even a good ally to children if you don't want children to go to loving homes because you think that the parents are icky. Doesn't make any sense. I'm so, I'm so angry. I'm so fuck Ben Shapiro. Back to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She said nothing fucking wrong. It's absolutely true. And this is all just razzle dazzle, smoke and mirrors to get us to stop thinking about kids that are literally in there starving, dirty, and sick. And maybe we should just. Yeah, I mean, and Frank died of typhus fever. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Bergen Belson. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like. The I don't know. I, I there was uh, I can't remember the exact clip, but I was, I was watching. It was like two uh, like 
wealthy people. They were talking about this and they were getting into the pedantic kind of discussion and whatnot. And, you know, like, he's like, you know, this isn't a concentration camp because, you know, we, we let the kids out, you know, like they, they're, they're let out of their cages and they can play <laughs> games and we give them cookies. It's my understanding that Anne Frank's body was found. Anne Frank's body was found outside. Her and her sister Margot both died of typhus mm-hmm. fever. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of people in Auschwitz also died of typhus fever and different various diseases. May Politzer um, and Danielle Casanova, who were both famous um, communist idols in France who fought the Vichy regime and fought the Nazis and died in Auschwitz. They didn't, they didn't die in gas chambers. They weren't, you know, that's not how they died. They died of sickness. Mm-hmm. And Danielle Casanova was a dentist. So the person who had the most resources in the prison to be healthy, she died of that too. So the idea that because children died, but they weren't died because they weren't what capped in the back of the fucking head, that that doesn't make it a concentration camp is disgusting. And I think that that's an affront on the memory of people who actually died in concentration camps of typhus fever. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, you know, he goes in like the, the, the journalist, like was like, you know, that was interviewing them. I was like, you know, well, why are you, why are you letting the, why are the children out of their cages to begin with? And he literally, and I shit you not, he goes, well, because we've been taking so many refuge, refugees in, and, and they're in such high concentrations. He, I swear to God, he said they're in such high concentrations. And like, <laughs> as soon as he said I that, you know, he like, thought like, oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they're defending the indefensible. Like with the fact yeah. that like, yeah. yeah. And the fact that, and the fact that their best argument is that these camps don't have ovens just goes to show yeah, how it's... like lost <laughs> and how stupid these like just disgusting psychopaths. psychopaths. Right. They, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, to me, the, this whole controversy seems eerily similar to the one surrounding Elon Amarne back because I mean, I'm not saying that every, every criticism um, of Elon Omar was made in bad faith, but a lot of them were, were meant solely to distract from a very real issue that she was trying to shed light on. And I think the same yep. exact thing is happening here. It well, was the degree that she was dragged through the mud. Mm-hmm. It was as simple as saying, hey, like what you're saying can be construed as offensive because this just kind of like, to an extent, I guess, would like would dog whistle to an age-old conspiracy about Jews. And she was like, oh, hey, like... Thank you for pointing that out. Like, I excuse my ignorance and I I don't excuse. I apologize for my ignorance. And it could have ended at that. But we, they were so gung-ho to just continue making her seem like it was bad. And it all became, we all got distracted about what she was actually talking about. Because if we just pick apart the sentence, mm-hmm. we don't have to think about the sentence as a whole. This is a global right-wing strategy as well. Um, this is actually straight... Uh, imported from the UK where they've been uh, going after Jeremy Corbyn for years talking about anti-Semitism and uh, it, it's, it, it's, it just goes to show that you know um, just goes to show that uh, these people are uh, just acting in bad faith it's a strategy that is uh, pulled um, you know from all across the world. Right. Well, I mean I think I think these controversies like with AOC and Ilan Amar are just uh, they're just really demonstrative of what happens when, you know, like a young woman of color speaks truth to power and says actually what the fuck is going on. Yeah. God forbid AOC like puts on for like her people. Right. And she's like, Hey, maybe we should 
<laughs> shouldn't imprison my people for coming here and seeking asylum. But I guess. And her people as in Latinos. I don't mean to say that all people who are coming are Puerto Rican because it doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah. Sorry. I... You okay there? I took a sip of wine and too much came in. Too much came all at once and it went up my nose. Oh, I thought it was because I was talking about Jeremy yeah, Corbin. No, thinking. I'm so sorry. No, I 100% agree with what you were saying about Jeremy Corbin, but wine went straight into my sinuses and I couldn't breathe. Alright, we're so leaving sorry. this in. <laughs> oh my god. I saw that. <laughs> No, but yeah, Jeremy Corbyn, um, Ilan Omar, AOC, it's all the same thing. Uh, they just want to distract from the issues. They just want to distract. Uh, they don't want to talk about real policy. All they want to do is this culture war stuff. And um, that's their strategy. And we got to be, you know, smarter about it. And we can't, you know, take the bait. Yeah. We can't take the bait. Chuck Todd is a loser. Fuck him. <laughs> Seconded. Well, moving on to our final story. I, uh... You know, for the last several weeks, I've been thinking, you know, I really want to avoid talking so much about Joe Biden, but God damn it, dude. It's like every, every single week he he's just says something or does something even more dumb than the last time. Um, so, uh, at a fundraiser, uh, last Tuesday, uh, <laughs> Biden, uh, stirred up controversy after speaking off the cuff. Uh, about his fond memories of working alongside <laughs> <laughs> segregationist senators um, and telling wealthy donors that, you know, if I'm elected president, you don't have anything to worry about. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Nothing will change. <laughs> Nothing fundamentally will change. So um, basically, like, yeah, he was uh, he talked about like his uh, working relationship with uh, James Eastland. Is that his name? James Eastland? Yeah. Who was a segregation senator back in the 70s. Uh, it's insane to think that we even had those in the 70s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he was talking about what, you know, what a great guy is and like all the work that he did with him. And he never him called him boy. Yeah. He never called him boy. He never called yeah. him boy. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. I'm stunned. What, 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 what I am one stunned. thing about <laughs> Joe Biden? I wonder, what, I wonder why a racist like him wouldn't call Joe Biden son of white. Hmm. I wonder what they could be. Maybe it's because, I don't know, he's fucking white. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, come and on. You're, and you're also, like, getting along with him, which just leads me to believe that you probably conceded with a lot of the racist views that he had. Well, yeah, they, uh, wow. they unearthed they, yeah, uh, a letter. newspaper clipping or... It was a letter from Joe Biden to um, Eastman, and it was thanking uh, him for uh, working on his... Uh, anti-integrate like uh, they were trying to integrate the busing systems and uh joe biden was fighting against it because he didn't want to uh integrate you know black and white kids on buses because he thought that was wrong i don't and it's a, uh, it's a matter of black prides <laughs> yeah yeah we, we, <laughs> why are you punishing us we didn't do any of that stuff back then. Yeah, like, there's no reason to punish us. I was actually, I was actually thinking of a completely different thing. There was a newspaper clipping that was recently unearthed, uh, where uh, Joe Biden was quoted as referring to Jesse Jackson and another another black person as boy. Yeah, who and Jesse Jackson is a year his senior. Yeah, like, uh -huh. so, like there's like oh, that is so. 
You know, okay, so I'm in a group on Facebook, and it's called Joe Biden Makes Cory Booker, Cory Booker Look, look like, like a Tanky. tanky. <laughs> and oh, my God. Honestly, I joined this group, like, over a month ago. Didn't I invite you to that one? I think you may have, yeah. And it rains true so much this week. <laughs> I have tagged this group so much this week because... He has officially made Cory Booker look like right. a tanky this week. Right. Well, because because of uh, Biden's comments about his work with segregationist senators, uh, Cory Booker said that Biden should apologize. And he says, apologize for what? Cory Booker should apologize to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He should know better. He should know yeah. better. <laughs> his clapback to that was uh, amazing. I don't know if any of you guys saw it. Who, Booker. Booker's? Yeah, Booker's. Mm-mm. He was like, I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, the only thing I know, Mr. Biden, is what it's like to be black in America. <laughs> and then he was like, donate now to my campaign. <laughs> That's literally what happened. So I actually saw my first Cory Booker supporter on the way to work recently. It was actually ridiculous. He had a Cory Booker 2020 or Cory 2020 bumper sticker on his sedan. Do they make wow. those? Yeah, Apparently they're, 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 like they're the, really bad. They're really, they're really bad. What's this br- I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah, me uh, neither. Is it purple? It's like red and orange or something. Something oh, like that. Yeah, it's like Mastercard, <laughs> and it's, it's like just a really plain font. It just says Corey 2020 on it. It's yeah, it's really it's 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 yeah. I haven't seen any of his campaign branding. Yeah, right. It's just like first name and <sighs> then 2020, just kind of weird. <laughs> um, also, but just like it was also just like weird because he was just like a middle aged white guy, definitely like driving his kids somewhere. I don't know. Kids look like brat too. I get uh, brats too. I give them no quarter. But it was pretty fucking funny. It was just like seeing an actual Cory Booker supporter in the flesh. Uh, that's how I felt when I saw my first Shreve Thanedar bumper sticker at Meyer. I was like, really? <laughs> they make these? I still see those every now and then. Yeah. Fills my heart up. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, fuck Cory Booker still, too. Like, I'm still kind of not, I mean, like, he fucked Rosario Dawson, so... That's cool. Is that not going on There's anymore? There's rumors that Did they break up? Like a, uh, I don't know if they have a marriage... I thought they were broken up already. I, I want to know uh, how she went from Eric no. Andre to Cory Booker. <laughs> well, I heard that Eric Andre had poor hygiene, so if that's true, well, that's then not it's because surprised. Cory Booker can wash his ass. So, <laughs> uh, man, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I I still don't. I think that Cory Booker serves an important purpose. I think that this, you know, what he's done uh, this week with what Joe Biden said, that's really important. Yeah. It's really important what I, he's done. Especially, I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> I think it's really important because, uh, unfortunately, like, and I, I, you know, I respect all the work that he did, but John Lewis coming out to defend Joe Biden's remarks was just like, <laughs> so, like, I was, so I'm, like, glad that there are, like, counter narratives to that because, like, for, for a lot of white people, they think, like, John Lewis is, like, the black pope. Yeah, he's Al Sharpton. Yeah, yes. and it's just—it's not—it's not—it's not how that works. Yeah, and I, John Lewis, I, and I never ever ended up finding out whether or not this was real or if it was photoshopped. But I know that John Lewis in 2015 or 16 had like tweeted about how like Bernie Sanders was lying about um, yeah, like participating. He said in he a, never saw him. He never—I never saw that? him. I never saw him show up at the marches and blah blah blah. And then a picture came out where he was standing right next to Bernie Sanders at the march. Yeah. Now I don't <laughs> I mean, know you, whether you or not didn't that, that see was him true. In, like the crowd of like millions of people. Right now I didn't know if that was true or not, but 
ever since that moment, I was like, I feel like this person is not the person that's going to speak for me. Now, that goes for a lot of people. Like, well, you, know, the irony, you know, the true irony is that, what? Is that Joe Biden <laughs> is on record as lying and, and participating in the civil rights movement. He's like literally said, I participated. His aide said, no, you didn't. He was fact-checked on a debate stage. Was like, <gasps> I think like when he, either when he first ran or the second time he ran. But yeah, he was checked on it. And uh, yeah, so he's like Also, the first I'm, time he ran, which was like, what, in the 80s? Yeah, which would have been like 10 years after he voted to keep buses segregated? <laughs> yeah. He somehow, that was, that's an interesting development in his life. Well, he was a busy flip-flop. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show what a stupid old man he is, Thinking, yeah. Like I can just make this lie, and there's no way anyone would be able, be able to find out if it's true or not. <laughs> I don't yeah, think he knows like how to use the internet. Like a dumb um, Frank from House of Cards, or the main character, you know, just try to backstab his way He's, to the top right now, and yeah. this is yeah. about to break the well, house. The, the debate next week's gonna be a bloodbath for him, I think. Honestly, He's this Democratic. George Bush with those gaffes, you know, where he comes off as like affable. And so we kind of forget because of memes yeah. how harmful he actually is. Right. And he doesn't come from a super powerful family that can. Which is why Obama him wanted him to run with him because mm-hmm. he knew he could whip the racist white working class, middle class. Um, that uh, those people who otherwise wouldn't vote for a man named Barack Hussein Obama, they would vote for Joe Biden because Joe Biden has always came off as like a guy's guy. Um, and because it's lost of, on a lot of people, they get yeah. they, they they think like that they're similar when, quite frankly, like you were just describing, they're actually. Polar opposite. He should yeah. have been for a reason. Biden being picked as VP should have been a major red flag early. Yeah. Especially after Mike Gravel dragged his ass in 2018 mm-hmm. on national television. I can't believe I never. Yeah, sorry. I can't believe I never seen that. Like, yeah, me too. Until, yeah, until yeah. a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like, that was intense. Gravelanche. 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 That clip was just so goddamn funny. Where, like, the, the moderator was like, who on the stage scares you? He's like, oh, you know, the top tier ones. And Joe, like, like meekly raises his hand. He's like, oh, I'll include you too, Joe. You have, uh, you know, you have a certain arrogance about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. The way that he says it, you just, nothing he says is, like, scripted. You know that, like, his campaign manager isn't, like, running lines with him the night before. Like, Mike Gravel just says what he feels, and what he feels is almost always the gospel truth. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, I fucking love him. I love him so much. Yeah, it feels like he's always thinking about this stuff, so whenever he mm-hmm. opens his mouth, he's just kind of parody Glad thinking. you brought that up, Joe Biden, you punk bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I swear to God, that's like, that was the energy that he brought to that debate stage, yeah. and it was so good. Yeah, Joe Biden, I, I think... Uh, uh, once um, this uh, debate happens, his poll ratings are going to tank you would big hope, time. You would hope, but he has Depends done so how many they the tankable things. The yeah, too, he's yeah. done so many tankable things. He's so been far. tanking. They're going to he, still, he has, He's leading in the polls. He's leading still, but he's been tanking. Yeah, he's been going down and down and down. And then the, I think the thing is, is like first debates usually shake it up is too. Is yeah. the fact that he has perceived strength. Like a lot of people are like, well, they're, they're like, I mean, I'm sure if you ask a lot of Biden supporters why they support Biden, it's because they think that he's the best candidate to beat Trump because he's strong in the polling. Right, so and that's why that they're so willing to defend so, so much of his bullshit. But like, yeah. it just like, it, I mean, it's chipping away. I don't know if you guys saw Bill de Blasio's... Uh, I saw that. To, uh, yeah. yeah, that was, good, that was right? impressive. Dude, I, I was like, I was like damn, shit. de Blasio. I de Blasio know. went off. Dude, yeah. I did not know that, with that facts six too. foot he six just... man had a spine in that body. 
<laughs> he loves ska. I was, I was, I was. He loves ska. <laughs> London calling. Guy, <laughs> love so that clip. He, he goes, it's 2019, and Joe Biden is longing for the good old days of civility, uh, typified by James Eastland. Eastland thought my multiracial family should be illegal, and that whites were entitled to the pursuit of dead N-word. Um, it's past time for apologies or evolution from Joe Biden. He repeatedly demonstrates that he's out of step with the values of the modern Democratic Party. Yeah, it's or he's right in step with the modern Democratic Party. <laughs> That's <laughs> like know? the conundrum that the party's at right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, like, this, this goes back to our first story. You know, Gretchen Whitmer. Like, what? What are we? What's the Democratic Party going to be in 2019 and 2020? What is the modern Democratic Party? There is a battle going on, and uh, you know we got to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. We they uh, they got money, we got people. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is sad. I mean, it's just, it's just so fucking disappointing, and oh. that that the that the Democratic Party still hasn't gotten the memo. Like, get with the times or fucking die. Well, it's because it's because their money, like you said, we don't have the money. We just have we have the numbers, but those lobbying groups they got the money, mm-hmm. and so I think that that is. I mean, and we all know that that is the big reason why Democrats. Um, they're not changing with the times. Nancy Pelosi being like the number one that's always in the spotlight for that. She's just so. I don't. I don't understand why people people love her as much as they do because she's so good at fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, you know. I. Well, you're talking about people, actually. Yeah, like actual people. Like you know, they kind of liken of her the to this sort of. She sarcastically, well, but not actually sarcastically. Didn't you see her clap yeah. at the State of the Union? Yeah. yeah. Well, like basically yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Did. Like the the libs just lost their fucking minds. Like, oh my god, the this is amazing. This is amazing. The white oh my god, they freaked out when Justin Trudeau like coughed. And then, yeah, like, that was so They were like, stupid. this is so awesome. Like, wow, this is resistance. Wow, you guys are pathetic. Yeah, like the literal like ex-president of uh of Mexico like regularly makes videos where he just drags like Donald Trump for filth and like Americans just completely look over them because maybe it's just not subtle enough. Like I feel like they love those like um those mannerisms and like random gestures that could be interpreted either way, mm-hmm. but they hate when people just come right out and say it. And right. I think that it's really stupid because it just kind of like goes back to the fact that people think we should still be civil. Right. Well, it's because, you know, like liberals live in a goddamn fantasy land where they think real life is, you know, like the West Wing or <laughs> right. fucking uh, House of Cards Harry or Potter, bro. Harry Potter. Definitely <laughs> Harry Potter. Read another book. Harry Potter. No, like, yeah. Fuck Harry you. <laughs> Like, no, but, like, definitely, like, Harry Potter, like, Order of the Phoenix to, like, Deathly Hallows. The problem is, is, like, every fucking liberal thinks they're a Gryffindor when they're really just a Hufflepuff. Okay, first Aww. of all, <laughs> I was a Ravenclaw my whole life. Pottermore changed the algorithm, and now I'm a Gryffindor, and I take offense to that. <laughs> no, but for real, like, we should read more books. Like, I do read more books, but, like, fuck you, because I read Harry Potter every night to fall asleep. It is a very good book to fall asleep to. <laughs> so, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd think after all this criticism, Joe Biden, you know, he would stop talking about sex. Is this like in the last as we've been recording? No, last hour? Please no. T- oh, okay, that would have been funny though. Yeah, that like hilarious. he's fucking up live <laughs> in real time. The only thing I miss is my buddy Fritz Hollings. He was one of my mentors, and I'm sorry he's not here. So here's some background on uh, Senator Fritz Hollings. Senator Fritz Hollings was a segregationist. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, good, good, good. <laughs> who said uh, blacks attend trade conferences so they can get a good square meal rather than just eating each other. Oh. 
Oh. And Joe Biden is sad that wow. he's not here. What a shame. What a shame. Wow. What a shame Damn. he's not around Cannibalism. Anymore. Joe Biden wow. probably believes he died because he was eaten by some savage cannibalistic <laughs> black people. Cannibalism. The good ones go to They some. don't like white meat. <laughs> That's a fact. I don't though. either, to be fair. I don't either. That's yeah, a fact. Like... Okay, here's my thing. Hey, I don't either. I'm Joe, Biden, Joe Biden keeps doing all of these things. And... Uh, and this oh isn't, God. I feel like, you know, this isn't to uh, maybe make it seem like black voters are dumb because they're really fucking not. We're very, very smart and we're very conscious of like those kind of small, subtle things. But I think like as a whole, we need um, really not, I guess grand gestures would be uh, the word that I can think of, of him fucking up. And he hasn't really done that yet. Now, Pete Buttigieg, um, he recently just did where he, the footage came out of him speaking to the Black Lives Matters, um, activists and basically um, a woman was angry with him because he chose not to further investigate like um, a death that had happened with an unarmed civilian or something of that sort Um, and she was really angry with him and she was like clapping back clapping back and he just stopped well first of all you could tell that he is scared of black people in the video okay I am a black woman for those of you who are listening who do not know I can tell when white people are afraid of me he was terrified in this video and he just looks up doesn't actually pick his head up just looks up at this woman and goes, well, I'm not looking for your vote. I got 30 and the seconds. woman Whoa. And the woman goes, well, good, because you're not going to get it anyway. You weren't going to get it anyway. That is going to tank him getting that. That is what we need. I think we need for Joe Biden to do. Joe Biden needs a, a fuck up of this magnitude that is going to be caught on camera, seeing him actually condescend black people and not running to the Oval Office with Obama like we see in memes and stuff like that. It's going to be that. That's going to take him down. It's Can inevitable. I just say if you're a yeah. Democrat candidate for president, you tell him black people you don't need their vote. That's also guys, completely have, wrong. Have you guys, you've seen this, obviously. Have yeah. you guys seen this? Do you, do you have the Buddha Judge clip? Yeah, it's 31 okay. seconds. Here we go. I do not have evidence that there has been discipline for racist behavior in the case And then that line came out. That was he his was true self. Angry. That he was, was his scared. true self, right there. He was scared there. and he was backed against the wall. And that's exactly and that why he did that. Back the only thing line. that would have affected like his bid for black voters, like black voters, is if he said that he likes the drumsticks, that he likes drumsticks more than the flats on chicken wings. I'm positive that that would cost a candidate their blow their vote for the black community. Black people will not vote for white people who prefer the drumette over the flat in a chicken wing. I think that if we can push Joe Biden to say that he likes the dramat more than the flats, he will lose the black vote. That or he has to do something like Buttigieg did. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I think we just, it's going to, you know, short, slowly but surely black people are going to start seeing him for what he's worth. Because like I said, we're smart people. We're capable people. We could tell someone who's fucking with us or not. But I do think that there is a great number of black people who still associate him with Obama. And I do think that there's a great number of black people who kind of still see Obama without faults. 
they do and i don't shame i don't i don't shame them for that i understand especially with the older black community when you've gone so long and you have lived through jim crow or you did move, live through the civil rights movement you mm-hmm. did live through the rodney king beatings and what that did even the oj prosecution and stuff like that right even what that did for the black community yeah you are unwilling to see that your black president had faults i think that he needs to fuck up like astronomically i think that there there are a lot of uh black people in america who um they they don't necessarily see him without faults, but they understandably grade him on a curve. Exactly. Right. That's a hundred. Yes. I, I hear 100%. a lot. You know, give him credit just for winning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just for becoming president. He broke a barrier there. Now I, what I he think, did I after think most, it's one of those things where is, you is important. But it, the yeah. main point is he won. He yeah. made history. Everyone he remembers. Doors. Everyone remembers. At least I do, and I know that a lot of people do. Like where they were on election night when he found out. Now, mm-hmm. 2008, I was <laughs> in high school. I was a freshman in high school, and I had tried staying up as late as I could. And I had school the next morning. And I had school that morning, so I like had. Um, fallen asleep and then my mom screamed and that's what woke me up and he had won and I remember jumping off the couch and I remember crying in my living room and I went on this really long Ali Gonzalez rant about how good this was going to be for America which I think we all but, did we, we all you know, did we were you know, all hopeful like, yeah. we were hopeful it was the hope it was yeah. the change that we were promised and you yeah. know that was a Obama, great night yeah and Obama is not going to do that and he would not get black voters out like he did like Obama did in Detroit like Obama did in St. Louis, like Obama did, and oh, and out. those those yeah. majority black that day was areas. that election day was awesome. I remember it. I couldn't they vote yet. They were selling but... T-shirts in the lines. I remember that they sold the Obama day after T-shirts. At school, yeah. Like yeah. kids from Flint and everyone, they're all going crazy when he won. It was and then great. white kids were being all racist about it too, like the hockey players, you know. Oh, hockey players, yeah, yeah. I believe that. Nerd I mean, we guys, went to yeah. Eastern, and um, that was really joyous celebration. And, you know, we like I said, we were kids. Very polarized the next day. Yeah, see, not know. in Eastern. No? Not yeah, at Eastern. It was in Rochester, because it's already pretty a bunch yeah, of people I, yeah. thrown together, yeah, kids from different areas. So, Which is definitely what's going to be happening in Benton Harbor. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Sorry, I have a lot of feelings about Ben Harbor. That's okay. Yeah, me too. No, but yeah, B- we haven't even talked about Ben like, Harbor, but yeah. To- he's also a total tool. Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, total tools. I yeah, hate Kristen Gillibrand, Buttigieg too. Buttigieg is so smart, yeah. though. Buttigieg, you know, he was, in, uh, he was a McKinsey consultant, like really uh, trashy human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was, like, did he go to Harvard? Didn't he go to Harvard? I think he went to Harvard, yeah. Yeah, he went to Harvard. He, no, so another uh, evil he, institution. He was a Rhodes Scholar. So Rhodes yeah, scholar. he's a Rhodes Scholar. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he, he checks went to Cambridge. He checks all the yeah. neoliberal uh, check marks. Well, yeah, he was, I mean, he was in the military. He's, he's, just gay. So he's gay. He's smart, you know. He's that's the new version of neoliberal. His big brain. Brain. gay newest, military. That's newest. Uh, <laughs> Newest feature on the Neil like candidate. A lot of those, They're gay now, um, openly gay. Those mm-hmm. reasons that you listed, that like people like him, even granted all of the things that he did that just sucked royally. It just reminds me a lot of like Milo Yiannopoulos on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's why people liked Milo Yiannopoulos, that he was smart, he was gay, he was attractive, young, um, and so people and so part. people listened to him for those reasons. He can't be an anti-Semite because his great-grandfather was Jewish, even though that they were never practicing. And, you know, they gave all these, like, a uh, list of reasons why Miley Annapolis could not have possibly have been, uh, 
you know, this Breitbart Nazi. And he was. And I think people are giving us a lot of these reasons why. And he is still. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and the same reason. God willing, he'll die homeless. <laughs> Bezra Hashem, I mean, God's looking out for us right now. I, you know, he's doing a lot of work trying to fuck that man's life up. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, blessings to God. But yeah, I, I see the same thing with Pete Buttigieg, but with. Um, like his, his liberal bona fides. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing. People are willing to let a lot go if you're young, attractive, gay, and white, apparently. It's definitely Yeah, who cares <laughs> if you fire, like, the black police chief for, like, a mostly oh black town? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, thank you for reminding. I was like, I could not remember what it was for, uh, the, the clip that uh, was played earlier. Um with Pete Buttigieg, I was just like, I can't remember what it was. Was it was it yeah. that or was it like these these white cops <laughs> who were pissed about having a black police chief who were like secretly recording the police chief, and when the police chief found out, he was like, All right, well, um, this is illegal. I'm gonna do an investigation. And this- no, no, what I I thought what happened was they were saying racist shit about him, and he was fired oh. because he was recording them saying racist shit. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I got it backwards. Yeah, and I guess, like, recording them was illegal, uh, according to their laws, but, uh, yeah, they fired him for it. (laughs) Well, Buttigieg fired him for it. (laughs) Um, Was it illegal, though? I'm pretty sure that's why he was fired. I just want to say, I, uh, you know, I'm, I don't have anything against underdogs, but, like, I... It, I, I, it seems to me like it it takes a special kind of narcissist to think that you can launch yourself from like the mayor of South Bend, Indiana to the fucking presidency of the United States. Well, he's it's been almost on the level of the it's almost Not on the level the of the Beto uh, Vanity Fair cover. I was born to do it. Remember yeah, that? I was, yeah. I'm, just, I'm born to be I'm in it. I'm born to be it, man. What happened to him? Polls, what man? happened to Robert Francis? That cover, I think, that, so apparently, I think his whole launch... Oh, are you talking about Beto? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I heard yeah. theory, and I, I actually believe it. So, like, his... Like, obviously, like, when he, like, first announced, like, Beto was, like, doing, like, a lot of media, like, national mm-hmm. media and stuff like that. Stand on and, tables. Uh, he was getting, like, heavily <laughs> criticized bars. for a lot of the media that he was doing. Yeah. So he stepped away and, like, started denying a bunch of the media requests. And, uh... Now it's media, harmed him. <laughs> well, the media needed a uh, new, like, new golden darling, boy, golden boy, basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Pete Buttigieg is like, I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, so that's why Pete Buttigieg is now taking the place because the media coverage basically flip flopped. You could see, like, there's like, there's, like, like, good graphs of it. It's just like it really did flip, didn't it? There was like a week in like no, February. Pete Buttigieg is performing better than Beto too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But but actually, I didn't realize I think, he was sunk. I think, now, I think, I think I the think... launch, it crashed and burned. The Vanity Fair cover was awful. Oh yeah, so yeah. He got backlash yeah. day one. Yeah, he got memed. I think Pete went out. He got memed out of the race like day one. Oh, that's interesting. The next Golden Boy. I believe it. I believe it. I think that uh, there have we'll been see. too many. There have been too many of the white candidates. So we kind of siphoned through the white candidate with like an identity crisis to Latinos because he is nannies were all Mexican or Dominican. Um, and then we kind of went to Pete Buttigieg, whose marginalization was that he, is that he is gay. Um, and then so Cory Booker would be the would be the you know next one that would make sense because he's of color. So and and he's on his way right now to getting that spotlight with what he, him going up against Biden. It was like I said, it was not only very good of him to do it, but it was smart as fuck. Is he going to be on the same stage as as Biden during the debates, or is it Booker? Uh, no, unfortunately. So unfortunately, all of the three people with the biggest critiques of uh, Biden, uh, obviously Elizabeth Warren, has her like career long. Yeah, uh, um, she's not on the stage. 
Uh, Cory Booker is not on the stage. Bill de Blasio is also not on the stage. Damn. So unfortunately, yeah, everyone that's made like a huge critique of Biden somehow uh, found their way on the other stage. Maybe they're, with, maybe that's smart. Maybe they're biding their time until the stage is with Biden. Bernie's there. Who Bernie's else is there, there with Kamala Biden? Harris? Kamala Harris. Who else? She hasn't I don't, really brought I, up I doubt she'll say shit. Yeah. She's gone after She's not, segregation stuff. E, oh, has she really? Yeah. I, feel I like think she will go after. I think she will go after Joe Biden. I think it'll be a game pile effect through Biden. Like there's they're all they're all got a game pile on them. All of the black voters right now are supporting Biden, and like her path, really honestly, is getting some of those black voters, uh, voters to jump to not think that she's a cop. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's her big, you know, that's her yeah, biggest right. thing. We don't trust. <laughs> Okay, first of all, NWA already told us we can't trust black cops, okay? And so we're not going to trust Kamala Harris either. And we all know that because of sexism, we're less likely to trust women or to win think the that general women can election. Do it. Yep. Like, it's a serious issue with Which votes. is unfair yeah. for Kamala Harris. You should just hate her because That's she's like a cop. It's like millions not of votes decide mm-hmm. that it's fucked up. But I feel like yeah. Kamala, Kamala and Biden could be put in that, like, two Spider-Man pointing at each other memes. <laughs> like, Kamala Harris calling out uh, Biden for contributing to mass incarceration. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually Truly. really good. So, um, since we're talking about the debates now, I kind of want to uh, put this theory out there that I feel like um, Tulsi Gabbard is going to be uh, Bernie Sanders is bulldog in these debates. Because I don't think she's actually trying to win. No, she's not. I don't either. And I, 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 can't I think that after I think she's. I think she's what, running. What did she say? She defended Joe Biden. What? Over no. the segregation and stuff. Yeah, she's and she did the. Uh, Wait, what? As a, as a woman of color, nonsense too. Which uh, I mean, like, okay, and this is a person who's supposedly supposed to be going that's after progressive not a Tulsi, votes. That's why I'm not a Tulsi. That's why I'm not. She I've always does that. I've never been. I've never been. Tulsi. Tulsi. She always does that stuff randomly. Well, I will say this: I do want her to go after. Uh, Elizabeth Warren on foreign policy. So right, I would like, like to see that. You think that. she would do that instead of what, whatever the hell that just was? I guess maybe I don't know enough about Tulsi Gabbard's... Um, she doesn't, she's not consistent with that stuff. Her foreign policy just it's because... Weird. I mean, from what I know about she her relations with with foreign nations in India, you want me to trust Tulsi Gabbard with foreign policy now? No. Well, she she's been she's been praised by some people like who are at least sort of progressive for being like anti-interventionist. Yeah, Gravel uh, likes her. Gravel likes her. Um, she's friends with Bernie Sanders. Apparently, that's mm-hmm. been shaped a lot by uh, the two tours she did in Iraq. Um, and yeah, uh, she like you know she's friends with Bernie, I guess a lo- at least a little bit. She actually she stepped down from her position in the DNC in 2016 to endorse Bernie. Okay. So that's why yeah. a lot of progressives progressive li- progressives like her. Yeah. So why didn't Bernie not run and put his name behind Tulsi Gabbard instead? Because he doesn't think that she can beat Trump. Same yeah, I don't think he right. thought that she could win. I think he thinks he could. He's the only one. I, mean, I think she, Bernie has a bit of an ego. You I know, think honestly. that it is as well, yeah. which is why I asked that. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't have nearly the same amount of like popular support or name recognition, right? Which or is money why if he put his name behind her, then we wouldn't just be overwhelmed with the uh, flock of white male faces. Well, I think that are she's. I think president. she's running for that. I think she's running for either like a vice president or secretary of state. I think I would, Cory Booker is too. You, and you might be, be true about that. If, you might be, yeah, you might be right about that. Um, if that was the case, uh, you know, and if that was Bernie's intention the entire time, then why didn't he come out to say that he would support a woman or a person of color as a VP when he was asked earlier? Well, I, mean, I think actually, didn't he say on record because, they're because looking for a woman he, for he a VP? Said that, he said that he it was too early for him to say that he would support a person of color running as his VP. The, he okay. said that. Uh, yeah. Well, the reason yeah. why yeah, the, 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 the controversy was he said it about a person of color, but he didn't say, say it about, about a, a woman. woman. Yeah, that was the controversy. 
Well, I think the reason why he's doing that is basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to goat him into saying, I'm not going to have Elizabeth Warren as my vice president. And I think that's like what they're doing there. I think that's like a, I understand the question, but also it's like, we don't know who's getting the nominee or you don't even know who's going to be the nominee. I would prefer, you know, a woman of color, maybe uh, Nina Turner. Nina. Uh, yeah, I also did. Like, but, um, She's you know, my number but one. if, yeah. but, 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 I want her to be president. You go into a very brokered convention where, yeah, and you need to VP. have, and if you need to have Elizabeth Warren be the VP or, or, in order or, to beat Biden, in or order something. to beat Biden at the, if it's going to be a contested convention, which it very likely yeah, like could a JFK, be, LBJ right? situation. so like, th- this is like, you know what, he, he's got to make that political calculation, in my opinion. I think, um, you know, it's a little, it's a little cheap trick that the media was doing. Uh, to try and, you know, be like, you know, create a headline. Bernie vows that he won't choose Elizabeth Warren as his uh, running mate. Maybe so. Yeah. Go go ahead. I was going to say, there's just definitely a play right now to try to pit the... Um, progressives against, progressives each other. against each other for yeah. sure mm-hmm. for sure and you know, yeah, that's happened so democratic party since the beginning of right? the 20th century they're trying to, they're trying to torpedo bernie through elizabeth warren and as soon as that happens like warren's you think next, yeah, yeah warren's next they'll torpedo yeah. her you know the party so, didn't like roosevelt back in the day yeah and he had to fight to keep his vp through a couple of those conventions and then finally gave in the truman the last time but they that's didn't right. want his progressive vp well, there the was a, there was like a freaking coup. Like that's how Truman became had, uh, vice president. Right. right. There was like a Basically. convention coup. Like they loaded yeah. up the uh, um, who was Henry Wallace, right? Yeah, Henry Wallace. Henry Wallace. They they who loaded was more up... progressive than Roosevelt. He was more New Deal. Than right. Him. So exactly. Well, yeah, he was like the real deal socialist. Issues, like, yeah. Like way better. Yeah. He, he was, was a smart mo- dude. He yeah. was most famous for um, telling the farmers to like stop growing crops that they were growing too much crops and that like really like uh like like saved the agricultural industry like during the great depression mm-hmm. so um uh yeah so basically uh, back then the vice president was actually elected at the convention yep. and um a bunch of people uh they basically the they corporate, didn't like them every convention yeah, sorry the corporatists right like they decided you know we're going to uh, load uh the ticket with a bunch of uh nominees and then all of them are going to back out in the last second and give their votes to truman Mm-hmm. So it was like a, it was a coup because and they knew Roosevelt's health was bad. And when yeah. they were when they were announcing the uh, the vote, the, the the whole convention was screaming, "We want Harry! We want Harry! We!" Yeah, it was even nuts. Uh, Eleanor went out and defended. Yeah, uh, Eleanor yeah. had to come out and defend yeah. the choice. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Eleanor's great. <laughs> She's a good person in history. <laughs> she is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, next week. We'll she was a good half. Biden does next. Eleanor's a good <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, Eleanor's a good half of that couple. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out what Joe Biden is fucking up this time. See if Cory Booker has actually made headlines. <laughs> has Pete Buttigieg learned his ninth language? Find out next week. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a new candidate and we can do like oh, the Who's one. that Pokemon? <laughs> Who? I don't know his name. <laughs> That's the problem with it. That's the problem. <laughs> There was an Onion article where it's like, Pete Buttigieg stuns crowd when he speaks in fluent binary and says 001, And it's just a bunch of that after. And Dwight Shrew is somewhere like, I understand yeah, what Someone translated in the comments. It's Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a fine place. Just imagine him up sta- yeah, in his voice. 001, 00. 
everyone's going, ooh, oh, another language. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but it must be classy. <laughs> he's so smart, guys. It's probably disrespectful to black people still, but. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what's it called? Um, it's just in binary. Yeah, it's yeah. Probably, probably, probably saying uh, what's all that lives matter in binary. Indirect, what's the word for indirect racism? It's like. Uh, Casual? No, like. Um, Passive. Liberal. N- um, like a, not obtuse, not obtuse. so many different racisms. Like inadvert or like a, a yeah, like subconscious. What's the word for it? Internalized. I mean, it is that, but there's no word for it. Fuck you, Seth. We don't care about your word. <laughs> oh. I, I lost it. Just forget. But it is like internal. Yeah. yeah. Like people don't realize they're doing it. Yeah. 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 Like unconscious. Subconscious. I said yeah, like subconscious. You know. Almost. They I'm don't even realize it until right after. Ambient. It's sometimes like they don't even realize <laughs> they fucking said to like right after, you know, and they kind of get that look like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I let my racist out. <laughs> You're Rosie and Barr. Yeah. <laughs> when is, is Rosie to? going to enter the Democratic primary? That's what I want to know. <laughs> She's going to be Biden's VP. <laughs> Well, we'll probably figure out the word once we're done. Uh, I forgot Roseanne came back to the show and all that. Yeah. Called the Connors now. That was a weird chapter in American history. <laughs> pop culture history. <laughs> okay, well, we, we have to wrap up here. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, once again, fucking hell. <laughs> Allie just spilled her wine. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm going to Uber home. <laughs> I thought you were going to clean off the bottle. It's closed. This is the cat. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, thanks thanks for listening this week. <laughs> Once again, please uh, make sure you subscribe Sorry, to our show. if you actually listened all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if, uh, if, if you've enjoyed our show, then uh, please consider uh, rating us on iTunes because uh, it will help us find new listeners. Judge uh, us. Yes, please do that. Um, once again, you can find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can follow us on Twitter at SOTRPod. If you uh, want to help us out and give us your money, uh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. I'm Benjamin Clone. Zachary Reinhardt. Allie Gonzalez. Alex Sahori. Seth Zundo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Bye. <laughs>